Pubcast. So if you can imagine a world in which you wake up and you don't have to go to work. If you want to work that day, great. If you if you want to go out and go surfing or whatever, go do that. Wow. Um, there's so Enjoy there'll be life. so much abundance in the world that um, that we don't we won't need to work, and that creates a whole new dynamic in society. Welcome to the Liberated Healer Podcast, where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality, energetic healing and everything in between and beyond. Take an adventure on a shooting star with your hosts, Gina and Linnea, offering their wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. Hey, this is Gina Cavalier with The Liberated Healer. And I am Linnea Hodson. And today we are having our part two of Ascension with Keith Otterberg. And without further ado, we're just going to get right on into it and pick up where we left off last time. Keith, I have a question. So what will the new world look like? Um, well, uh, like I was saying, it, it, there won't be any war. I mean, if you, if you think about it, um, yeah, it, with all these positive souls rising who just want to be of service to others, what kind of world would that look like? Sounds you know, great. we'd be... We'd be helping each other. And, you know, there's so, um, this is a, 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 one interest of mine is I, cause I work, uh, promoting professional, um, courses for professional development and, uh, many futurists, prognosticators, prognosticators and so forth have said, uh, over the last couple of decades that we don't need as many people to work as are working. Most of the, most nations are simply creating make work. Uh, for their for their various um, economies, um, this is said as far back as 1980 by Buckminster Fuller. We don't we don't need so many people working. So if you can imagine a world in which you wake up and you don't have to go to work, if you want to work that day, great. If you if you want to go out and go surfing or whatever, go do that. Wow. Um, there's so Enjoy there'll be life. so much abundance in the world that. Um, that we don't, we won't need to work. And that creates a whole new dynamic in society. Uh, it means that people can begin to be creative. They can follow their creative muse in whatever field uh, uh, they are drawn to, whether it's the arts or engineering or science or, or what have you. So, um, uh, and there are so many technologies out there that will allow for this. There are suppressed uh, energy technologies that would allow us to have basically free energy for the entire world. There, uh, you know, if we if we go to uh, an organic diet, that eliminates the entire chemical and pesticide industry. Um, you know, there's there's all sorts of things that that will happen that will allow us not to work anymore, and then we can just enjoy the planet. I mean. What a great planet to be on. <laughs> it's it kind of amazing. A, I want to go on vacation. It's so there. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, another it's kind of it, it it's kind of a uh, you know, and I've heard this many times over the years. This is like a jewel in the universe. This planet itself. Yes. is a one of the most beautiful in the universe. Mm -hmm. And and we get to live on it, yeah. you know. Yeah, and also what I've heard is 
what separates us is our creativity, you know, music, art, and that's what that free will that we have and getting back to that type of creating again and using our body and Linnea is a fabulous dancer and she uses her body to, you know, express just beautiful movements and, you know, but having people that feel that they can get into that, it doesn't have to be quote unquote a career. It's mm-hmm. something that they love to do because there's joy in it. Um, and getting back to that creative side again. And like you said, it could be engineering. I'm not just talking, you know, that's just sort of my background is more in, in the arts, yeah. but yeah. you know, or being an inventor and that's mm-hmm. always so much fun, like creating something new that's going to make life better or easier for people to get fresher, cleaner water and to like dream and, and build other things for the tribe. And Lene and I are both very interested in creating community. And that's why I like to use the word tribe is because we've gone away from it for so long. And I, I really feel that people suffer greatly because it's not natural to die old and on your own. It's not natural, you know, and that's something this new earth, I'm sure will definitely, you know, will have a, a place for everybody at the table. And this, I haven't, I haven't personally met people that don't want those kind of things. How, why did we go away from it so far? And why do yeah. we have all our elderly in these convalescent hospitals alone for 10 years by themselves? Nobody even come to visit them, things like that you know, we have to really look at every relationship that we're, we're doing. And that's a part of being in service too. But, you know, I, I can see the new earth having all of that included in it. And yeah, you know, it, it, the, the, it, it's more, if you, if you're purely driven by profit motives, then it's more expedient to, uh, put your put your parents and your elderly in in a home where they can't bother you you know so um it it of course goes against your heart in terms of being in relationship with them but um uh that's that's what our society has demanded is um the pursuit of the almighty dollar you know and so it's just uh, it's it's more expedient not to have those people around that aren't going to contribute to that, where they might they might contribute to your to your emotional well-being. That's of secondary importance, and that's that's the the uh, priorities that need to be switched around. Well, before we got on this, I know this is going to make me laugh, but I lost I lost my phone on Friday. <laughs> And it caused kind of this havoc in my life. I have no phone and X, Y, and Z, right? And I, I've i gone through every single part of my house, outside of my house, in my car. And then I finally got find my iPhone to work, and it is in the house somewhere. But now it's dead, right? And it, we can't find it. And I was telling Linnea, I think it might have gone to another dimension. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but I can't figure... But it really could well, have like, I think it actually did got, got souped up into the fourth dimensions waiting yeah. for me over there or something. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's in the third dimension. You've already moved to the fourth. So that's why you can't find it. Oh, okay. So that brings up a really interesting question. So. Well, wait, before you say that, okay. I just wanted to respond because you were talking about tribes, right? Yes. And 
we've there's there's so much division on our planet according to tribes right no matter how you cut it in terms of uh ethnicities nationalities genders uh whatever right we're again we've been kind of commanded to demonize the other right and um something that i realized a long time ago i used to work for AFS, which is Invented High School Student Exchange. Uh, and they, uh, uh, they began doing high school exchanges in 1947. So they were bringing German students to the U.S. just two years after the end of World War II, which I thought was really amazing. And they, mm. their, their goal was to build world, world peace one family at a time. And somebody wrote a, a, an editorial about why it works and the reason that it works is because you as a parent have the same values as a parent halfway around the world you are trusting them with your child and you can only do that if you think that they have the same values so it it dawned on me that the average person doesn't want to be in conflict we do, i don't you know let let somebody in another country live their life, whatever their values are. I know they have the same basic values as me because they value their children. Yeah. And not just anyway. conflict, confrontation. Pe- yeah. People have a really bad issue with confrontation. And what happens is they don't, they don't do it. And then it just blows up one day. All of a sudden yeah. they, they should have had 10 conversations, but instead all of a sudden now they're flinging plates around the house. So <laughs> personal experience. Um, okay. So I had another question for you. You mentioned something when we talked about psychic damage to the earth. What, what do you mean by psychic damage to the earth? I, I kind of have an idea, but I'd like to share with the listeners. Well, I, it seems to me that when you have all these, these wars and all this fear and all this suffering, we've been talking about pedophile rings. Yes. Um, you know, there are, in fact, more slaves today than at any point in human history. It's true. There are most... They're mostly either sexual slaves or indentured uh, servant, uh, servants. It's um, but, but, you know, all this is going on. And um, the earth has kind of, in its loving way, held that and been supportive of it. But it doesn't, and, and from what I understand, some of its reactions to it, when you see storms, when you see nasty earthquakes when you see volcanic eruptions these are the earth's way of beginning to cleanse some of that um and so um so that psychic damage is is what we've done in our own evolution and now it's time to release that and get rid of that and when we move to the new earth it's going to be a pretty uh uh Newton, I don't want to say neutral, but a, a very nice climate, let's put it that way, where there won't be these drastic changes in weather and earth changes. So is it possible to, like you you mentioned with my phone, I know it's I was being funny, but is it possible that I am leaning, my energetic soul is leaning towards the fourth already? I'm kind of, or in there? And, You're in there. 
really, I mean, is it, is it, re, I guess that's where I'm kind of, are we in reality? Is that, a, I don't know, I'm kind of getting. I think, it, I think we kind of go back and forth, to be honest, because, I mean, this is a, like a third dimensional planet at the moment. Yeah, what do you think about that? Generally think, speaking. So. What, what do you think? Uh, I, I think, um, I think we'll be popping in and out of these different densities for, for a while, for a long okay. time. And um, uh, if you're, uh, if you're, only you know in your heart if you're truly service to others, right? And if you're truly service to others, then you're going to ascend. And we, we don't need to be so caught up in when it's going to happen because it'll happen when it's the time, when it's ready, right? Uh, when, you're, when you personally are ready and when we're ready as a, as a society. Um, uh, so that, you know, I think the thing to do is to relax and do your work, you know, yes. uh, and, and the thing that keeps me going is, is thinking about this new earth. And it's like, this is going to be pretty awesome, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah. so I don't, I don't have to get caught up in, in all the fear. I, I, I do monitor the news, but I kind of keep a light hand on it. I don't get too involved in it. Cause just like, Ah, I don't need this. I know. You know, yeah. it's I really say, just not. Yeah. I always just say my soul can't take it. It's just, <laughs> I yeah. can't watch too much of it. My soul just can't take it. Um, let's go quickly into any, what about aliens? Where do they fit in this whole thing? Um, well, uh, as I understand it, they've, there have been aliens, so to speak, present uh, on the earth for millions of years maybe hundreds of millions of years. Yes. Uh, and there's a whole origin story in terms of how we came about that, that involves aliens. But for our, for our current thinking, um, again, as I understand it, and there's a lot of stories out there about this. Sure. Um, uh, you know, uh, some aliens began to come to the planet around World War II uh, when we developed nuclear weapons um, uh, in order to keep us from blowing ourselves up. Um, and there's, again, many stories about uh, UFOs appearing around uh, nuclear launch sites, and basically wow. their Thank their you. systems become inoperable. Okay. So they've kind of prevented us from blowing ourselves up. Yeah. Thank and... you. <laughs> Thank you. <Elias>. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> but but the thing that they're doing now, and then apparently there's like millions of spacecraft around the planet right now and they've created this sort of quarantine so they're not allowing any more negative influences to come into the earth and uh so they're letting us work out the negative influences that are already here mm -hmm. uh, uh with ourselves in terms of uh, uh working towards ascension mm -hmm. um and the um and the other thing they do is that they um uh, they're they're allowing in uh, again all this light that's coming to the earth. So, so they're kind of amplifying and magnifying it and so forth. Uh, it's coming from a more central part of the of the universe, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll let you figure out what that is. But um, uh, basically, um, they're there to help us. Um, yeah. You know, there's been. Uh, comedies or whatever over the years oh yeah the aliens are here to save us no they're not here to save us they're here to help us yes it's our planet it's 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 our work to do you know so yes. 
I would definitely agree with that. I have heard, I've done a lot of my own research and I mean, I'm an Aquarius, so we love aliens. We love all of these like weird things. <laughs> and, <laughs> and in my research, I mean, aliens, they've been around for a long time. They've, they're way more advanced than us when it comes to technology. And that's not just like, you know, nuclear weapons and all of that. That's like health technology and like all of these other things as well. They've been around for a really long time and now society is waking up enough to be able to like be open to them. It's not so scary, it's not so taboo. So like I said, they're way more advanced than us. They are watching us on an individual level. There are millions and millions of people on the earth and aliens, they got us. They're like, we see you, we know you're ready to be aware of what we're doing now. So a lot more people are being visited by aliens. A lot more people are aware of these things of the like consciousness being opened because we're all starting to collectively open our consciousness to this. And that yeah. also, it's not just extraterrestrials, aliens, like that also is the star seeds and the light beings that are coming down to earth. So get yeah. ready, everybody. If you're not already aware of it, <laughs> you're about to become aware. <laughs> <laughs> What? And Lem don't forget the Lemurians who are living in the Yes, earth, and know, they're so. already here too. Yep. So do you, they can go in any dimension, I guess, whatever they want. They can probably go in. If yeah. they were helping us with the nuclear, they were probably here and then zipping over to the fifth to have oh, yeah. they a can real travel, engagement. They can travel at light speed through different dimensions and... Man, they got it figured out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're they're existing mostly at the at the fifth uh, density, and yeah. they can come down into our density, but it's kind of a lot of work for them. You yeah. know, like I said, it's like swimming in jello for them, so uh, they can't they can't do it for very long. Yes. Um, so you know, they may visit us, but it would only be for a short time. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about. Um, I mean, star seeds can be like incarnated as humans and it can be hard for them to exist in this dimension because they don't really understand like emotions or how society works and all of that. Same thing goes for extraterrestrials. Aliens can also be incarnated and they really do not understand the way of our society because they're like, they're not uh, like black and white, you know, they're like everything is a gray area kind of because they're just so much more advanced than us. So uh, sometimes, you know, you meet a person and they're like really weird and they have their own way of thinking. You're like, you're an alien. They that, honestly yeah. might be. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I've met a few. Yeah, I, th I, I actually, have. I think I've actually married one. I think my second husband was an alien. And <laughs> I've had a whole conversation with him about this and he totally agrees because, well, he's a very talented musician, but he is an introvert. And, you know, he'll go out on the stage and he can play in front of thousands of people. But when I said, I think you're alien, he, he said, I agree because I just do not feel like I believe belong here. So <laughs> yeah. if that is the yeah. case, people, you know, maybe think about, maybe go and meditate, find out where your home planet is. <laughs> yes, do some research. I heard a fascinating story um, where uh, this... Um, there was this Australian geneticist, and he's um, he's tracked back DNA, and he thinks there's at least 13 different uh, species that have lived on the Earth, sentient species. Um, 
and uh, he talked to a uh, an Aboriginal wise man, who, um, and the Aboriginals ap uh, apparently have had contact with extraterrestrials from way back when, tens mm -hmm. of thousands of years. And um, so the the um, this guy talked about you know who was he asked him who was the first in mass media who was the first uh, positively portrayed alien and the guy had to think about it for a second he finally got the hints and it was mr spock and <laughs> and mr spock represents uh so this is what made made me think that gene roddenberry is really plugged in you did um, not just say gene roddenberry oh i did i so so the uh, mr spock apparently represents kind of the pleiadians in that they are very curious about the human race in that you, know, you talked about our creativity our passion mm -hmm. our ability to lead with the heart and sacrifice ourselves and yet also wage savage wars um and so mr spock's portrayal was his, you know their fascination with the human race which i just thought was really interesting you're not going to believe this people <laughs> i worked for well, I worked with Majel Roddenberry. So okay. I was looking for a job. I was a personal assistant. I was only in my 20s. I had worked with another celebrity. And I answered an ad in the paper with, that's how you got a job, job back then. And I went to Bel Air. She opened the door. She scared me because she was kind of Spock-looking herself. And, <laughs> she, and, and I jumped back. And I was like, hello, is this big white like palace in Bel Air? And she brought me in and she said, you know, she hired me. So she's like, do you know Gene Roddenberry? I was like, no, I don't know, not at all. And then she's like, well, that's my husband and he's just recently passed. And, you know, so I started working with her. And so the whole, this whole palace is white, right? But she allowed him to have one room in the house and it was all done out of cherry wood. And she's like, that's your office. So I went in and my office became Gene, Gene Roddenberry's old office. It was this big leather chair and it had all of this wow. worlds all around it. And when I went and sat there, I felt like I was in another dimension. I'm not even kidding you. All his things were around me, all his original scripts. And I didn't, I didn't even know who he was. I didn't, I knew what Star Trek was, but I didn't know who created it. You know, that's not something everybody knows about unless they really love a show. Yeah. So I got so into Gene Roddenberry and as an energy, and this is before I really started to recognize how I could recognize energy. And I became writing. That was my, so my, I have a deep passion for writing, you know, but it came from Gene Roddenberry. I felt his spirit work with me. And I always created stories that were really far out. Uh, I have a whole script called Ghost in Manhattan. Everybody still, like, they like it, but they just don't understand it because it talks about um, uh, guides that we have when we pass and all this stuff. But actually, your our, our mutual friend, Keith, Brian Sokin, he uh, owns a publishing house. And I pitched him a story called Thomas Fine in the Mystery School. And it was about this whole underwater total like alien species that was going to help. And they they in, they brought in all these kids to, that were pure of heart. And they, were, they had all these talents. And he, 
and he did not understand any of it and he decided not to publish the book and we wrote 900 pages so we were really far in but Keith I don't know if he told you this but when he called me and to tell me that we needed to talk he said I finally after hanging out with Keith I finally understand what your book was about <laughs> they just weren't ready for it yet <laughs> yeah but exactly. I just I just you know you don't hear the name Gene Roddenberry too often and why I'm saying that's important is and and it's not about a story about me what I'm trying to explain is that you never know what the why things are happening to you in your life even long way back then and then much later 20 years later all of a sudden something will happen and then you'll understand why you why you were sitting at that person's desk mm -hmm. or why that energy came into your life because i truly believe that every single person energy situation that we interact with is something for us to learn and grow from either to become better or to enjoy it as an experience and and surround it with love and take us to our next thing but i like to go back and remind that because not too many people say that word mm -hmm. or that person's name and it just highlights that these little moments in our life they are guiding us to this other thing that the the energies want us to succeed is what i'm trying to say mm -hmm. that absolutely and we we want everybody to go as well so i you know i think that's the message i'm trying to get across yeah that's amazing I think you just got a little bit of ascension just from recognizing that energy from 20 years ago, what it was meant for, you know? <laughs> well, you, I had so many people that would say, you're in Gene Roddenberry's office? Yeah, you know? And <laughs> I have all his old original scripts and all his little notes and things like that. But he was a true visionary. And he would dream up these things. And people are saying, well, he had such a big imagination. And he was originally a pilot. So I would just imagine him sitting up there because he was a commercial pilot. So I would imagine like on long trips, he would just kind of dream about aliens and Spock and things like that. So that's pretty interesting. That's And creativity is the highest level of if you want to ascend and get into a better atmosphere, creativity is the way to, that, to go, whether it's, again, writing or inventing something or painting a picture creating a piece of music, even if it sounds really bad. Correct? It's more about just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And getting yourself in that creative space. Excellent. Yeah. And, and uh, that's, you know, just to tag onto that, this, we're hearing about this great resignation where so many people are refusing to go back to work in terrible jobs for terrible pay. Mm -hmm. And these people, some of them are starting their own, businesses and starting their own creative endeavors and i think it's just awesome yeah you know that 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 this that the situation we're in is uh turning into positive things uh for many people and something i always teach with people because sometimes when they're stuck and they don't know which way to go i always say look at the options that you have and pick the one that is most exciting for you the word that you have to think of is excitement. Am I more excited to do that or am I more excited to do that? And go with the one that fills your heart with excitement. And if you have to do the day job thing, but recognize that that isn't where you wanted to go, figure out a way to start tiptoeing to the other side more often. Yeah. 
And that's sort of the, yeah. the teaching and the barrier because people can... People need sometimes small digestible, this is a big topic, but people need small digestible things that they can do right now. It's like, well, well what's going to help me today? Mm-hmm. What, how, yeah, you know, exactly. I have a crappy job, you know, I, I'm running around, I already got too much on my plate. How do I do this? You know? And so when you have to, you do have some time on your own, you can decide, do you want to sit there and veg out in front of the, they call television boob tube for a reason, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, all these analogies. They, they, they have energy behind them. Boob tube. Yeah. You, sometimes it's fun to, to check out, but if you're doing boob tube 13, they say that the typical people are looking at a screen for 13 hours a day, Whoa. Mm-hmm. 13 hours a day. And then if you say, well, I don't feel fulfilled in my life and nothing's working look at how much time you're consuming with social media or other media. And you're not, when you have options, especially living in America, you can go out to the grass. You could go out to the park. You could walk your dog. I mean, you have a million different things that are way more exciting. That's going to lead you through more positive experiences and versus that. So I think those also, those habits have to be kind of addressed and because we want you to ascend, let's all ascend together. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> more to the point let's all be happy <laughs> yeah exactly. that's what it boils down to at the end of the day yeah exactly. I, I really love the great resonation it's you know i had a corporate job for a really long time it was painful you know that the lowest point in my life was when i worked at a studio and i felt i felt hopeless and i was stuck and the, the package does feel like you have security and that this is what you're supposed to do. Like you were saying, going back to the very earliest, it's programmed in society, you know, get the benefit package. You know, I know so many people that are just in a job before their benefit package. And, but you could just see the, the life is coming out of their expression and they want to change it, but they don't know how. And there's always another way. So, yeah. Well, exactly. Keith, um, I think that we've kind of reached, we've done the, the double show here. Okay. And um, is there any information? Do you want to, like, when people, if people have any questions, want to reach out to you, or do you want them to reach out to us? Or is there any kind of closing arguments you kind of want to share with us? Or we Well, I would just say, you know, uh, work on yourself, you know, um, make sure you meditate every day and, uh, uh, eat healthy food and exercise, that sort of thing. Work on yourself. And that's, that's the key to this whole thing is, um, is surfacing these old wounds and letting them go. And, uh, and then beginning to, like you say, pursue your passions. Uh, you know, what comes out of that meditation is the important thing is what, you know, where, where do you see yourself going? Where do you see your life going? Um, and do that. And then we'll all be good. We'll all be good. And if you need any help with that, the liberated healer is here for you. You can go to our website. We have all kinds of mantras or support systems. You can email me at Gina at the liberated healer.com and you can leave a message for myself or for Linnea and we wish you well and put your seatbelts on because we're going for a ride. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. 
Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, show your support by finding us online at theliberatedhealer.com. And there you can find all of our social handles. Podcast.